This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined from 3,000 miles away by the one and only from our TV sets, flipping out, Miss Megan Weaver. How are you? No, how are you? What is going on with you today? Oh, well, I just finished about an hour ago, Jeff Lewis Live over at Mr. Lewis's house on Valley Vista. We had the gorgeous and hilarious Jamie Presley on with us today. So that was an exciting uh, get, as they say. <laughs> that is what they say. We're going to talk all about that. Well, you're okay. a very exciting get to us. So yeah. there you go. But yeah. Jamie Presley is a very good get. And I have lots of questions about Jeff Lewis right. Live. Now you are, as we were just saying, you are calling from your bed today. Yes. So... We have a full house today. So we have my two kids who are 13 and 14, almost 14 and 15. My boyfriend, Ben's son, who's 17. And then we have Ben and his friend, David, who's, who's over because his, they're filming at his house. And so it's a full house. So I just escaped to the bedroom. And I got to tell you, I've been doing like emails and work. And I just love working from my bed. You can see my headboard behind me. But, I like uh, it. <laughs> it's really cozy. I mean, listen, I have, during quarantine, I have this thing. I mean, I've never been so excited to like, I've created three work areas. There's my desk, there's the bed. And then like somewhere in the middle of quarantine, I discovered working from the couch is a whole new world. It's so a now, whole new right? world. Yes, I have, I have various workstations, I call them at my house too. Dining room table, couch, desk, and my bed now. The bed is a, because you know what, like, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I like to take everything and just like put it all, like literally be like, I don't need to get out of this bed for like five hours. Like everything. Yeah, abs, it's all right at my fingertips. I think Carrie Fisher, if I remember correctly, I think she used to do that, like work in her bed. And like Sonia Morgan, I think I see her a lot on Housewives with her shit all over her bed. I'm into it. I'm kind of into it. So what's going on now? What is going on really there in LA? Like you're not fully locked down again, are you? You know, they are, um, restaurants are open for the most part outside. They're, they have not opened up back inside again. Nail salons are still closed. Um, I have a lady who comes to my house and she sits in my backyard and we both wear masks. Thank God. But she's a fortune. Anyway, um, I think I heard that salons, like um, meaning like hair salons, I heard that they're starting to open up slowly with this. So it's it's this weird hybrid of like, the, you know, lockdown, but not lockdown. And obviously you have to wear a mask everywhere you go and, you know, and which is great. Um, but yeah, it's this weird, like odd, is it, it feels a little looser, but it's not. So I don't know. It's all crazy. That's kind of how New York is. I mean, our, our okay. restaurants are open now inside, like at limited okay. capacity, but it, it, I'm telling you, I said this before. It's like, when we were fully locked down, it almost made more sense because you knew what to do. Now it's like you don't know what to do. 
That's so true. It's like, yeah, like I said, it's like this hybrid of like, uh, what's happening? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little confusing right now. But I think the best, you know, the best policy is just be careful, keep doing what you were doing, wear your mask, you know, try not to be around too many people. The same old, same old, you know. Are you from LA originally? I am born really? in the San Fernando Valley. I'm a Valley girl. Do you love being a Valley girl? I do. I really do. I like, uh, I own it. Uh, I grew up here. I didn't, I lived, I, look, I've lived in, um, in Hollywood and I've lived on the other side of the hill. And of course I've lived in, you know, um, great places, but the Valley is just also being a mom. It's kind of a great place to raise kids. It's, it's just a little easier than the other side of the hill. That makes sense. Hollywood, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, the city, they call it. And that's where Jeff is. Jeff is, is Jeff in like the hills? No, he's two minutes away from me. He lives right down the street. I could walk to his house. I don't, but I could. I didn't realize Valley Vista was. It's in in the valley. Well. It's in in Sherman Oaks in uh, the, yeah, the San Fernando Valley. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And when you were growing up, so, I mean, I know you started, like, your first career was, like, was your first career as a production assistant for uh, Steven Spielberg? It, or Judy? Was, it was. It was as a PA for Steven Spielberg, and then I worked there for years and years and years and years and years and years, and it was fantastic. It was amazing. I loved that job. <laughs> Did you always want to do something, like, with entertainment? Just yeah. I always wanted to be in the film business. I remember as a kid, I wanted to be a director and I didn't go to film school because I couldn't get in. So then I ended up doing, I ended up going to recording art school and like recording bands, which is pretty cool. Um, but I always wanted to be in the film business. Yes, that was, my family was in the film business and it was kind of just, you know, it, it's what I knew. How does one get, I mean, you must've been thrilled to get a job with Steven Spielberg. I mean, that's not a bad thing. You know, my mom has always told me that I was born under a lucky star, and I think that I believed it, and that was definitely my lucky star, because I was just fresh out of LMU, out of university, and my friend from high school was working at Amblin. It was called Amblin, and I always thought that she was so like, oh my God, I can't believe that sounds like such a great job, and then she got me an interview, and I went right from college into working for Steven Spielberg. It was a dream. It was a dream. Did you have any, like, favorite movie you worked on, or? Yeah, well, I started working as a PA, and I was there when they were just starting um, pre-production on Jurassic Park, and so that was pretty fantastic, and then uh, there was a time where I filled in for one of Steven's assistants on um, Schindler's List, and that was a pretty incredible experience. That was I have to say out of all the movies, the things that I experienced while he was making that movie in the office and um, was pretty, it's pretty special. (laughs) But they, you know, they're always fun movies, Men in Black, Twister, you know, all those kinds of those, you know, those are just such fun popcorn movies and it was great to be around for all of that. I mean, like as a PA, like, do you interact with Steven Spielberg? Yes, he was. Really? Yeah, back then that was pre-DreamWorks. So it was just, you know, it was a production company on the Universal lot. And I saw him a lot. And he was just just so wonderful and kind and and a great, great guy. Yeah, I, sp- I did spend, interact with him quite a bit. Wow, because, I mean, you don't know, like... Yeah, he could have been like the wizard, like the Wizard of Oz. Like, you never get to see him, you know? Uh-uh, he was, I mean, he was just a part of the fabric of, of Amblin. Any, like, fun Steven Spielberg stories? Yeah, one great story that I always like to tell is that I was working there, I don't know, early on, 
and one of the security guards found a little baby kitten. So maybe the cat was like a day old and it had fallen out of a sparklets truck. And so I decided that I was going to be the kitten's mama. And so I fed it. Uh, and this is while Steven was in uh, Prague or somewhere um, filming Schindler's List and I was in his office. Anyway, I nursed that cat. I nursed the cat. The cat lived. The cat ended up living at Amblin because it's like, it's like living in the magical forest. I mean, there are ponds and, and trees. I mean, that place, that campus is so beautiful. But anyway, to make a long story short, when Steven got back from shooting Schindler's List, he saw the kitten in the lobby and he got down on all fours with the cat and was like, I'm going to take care of this cat its entire life. And he called her Raptor. Her name was Zorro, but he called her Raptor because she would like to jump on his shoulder from like the tops of doors at Amblin. And anyway, he was so, he would write me checks when the cat got injured or hurt or, you know, so he was like, he was Zorro's fairy godfather, shall we say. Steven Spielberg is a cat man. He was, he was a cat man to my cat. That's for sure. Did you like, I mean, are you the type to get starstruck, like being from, like, you know, did, did a lot of people come and go out of there? Were you ever just like, oh my, oh my God. God. Yes. I mean, you name it and they were, uh, they were there. I, there were so many stars and it sort of became, you got a little, um, not numb to it, but less, you know, it just was such a normal occurrence. Um, people coming in and out. But one person that I got super starstruck with, I have to say, was Antonio Banderas. And that was during, during Zorro. And my cat was in my inbox curled up in a little ball and uh, Antonio Banderas came over and he started petting the cat and the cat would normally like scratch people but for some reason like the cat knew that it was Antonio Banderas and the cat was just like purring and couldn't be sweeter but he was a good one um there was just you know Dustin Hoffman was in and out Tom Hanks like you name it people came and went the funniest thing I ever saw was Weird Al Yankovic was there once and that really that was a little surreal Weird Al Yankovic. I don't know. Yankovic, whatever. He was in the lobby one time and I was like, that's odd. You just keep going about your day. Any good Drew Barrymore stories? You know, I didn't, she wasn't around a lot. Um, when I started, she, she was pretty young. And I know that she was, she is very, very close to Stephen, but I didn't see yeah. her come and go. I don't think they were doing things together at that point. But she, he loves her to pieces. That's for sure. I did have um, E.T., the, the actual E.T. costume was in my office for like the first two years that I worked there. I put my purse on top. of It was in like a, you know, Lucite box. And I put my purse on top of it. And like, you know, E.T. and I just hung out all day. That's like iconic. It's kind of ridiculous, actually. Like when I think. Of oh, my God. It's almost Valentine's Day. To help make the day extra special for that extra special someone in your life, head on over to adamandeve.com. When you go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item, you'll get it at 50% off. But since you guys are all my Valentines, I have something even better. At checkout, use the exclusive code ROPE. R-O-P-E. And when you use that, not only do you get 50% off that one item, you'll also get 10 tantalizing free items. First, for your viewing pleasure, you get six free movies. Then you get a free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, free shipping. Yeah, all that, six free movies, a mystery pack with an item for him, special toy for her, something you'll both enjoy, 
and free shipping. So head on over to adamandeve.com and make sure upon checkout to use the code ROPE, R-O-P-E, because without it, you're not going to get all that free Valentine stuff. That's ROPE at adamandeve.com. Check this out. And when you guys enjoy what is sent to you and you have a great Valentine's Day, well, you can thank me later. About it, I'm like, that is just, that doesn't happen to people, you know? <laughs> right. Like, that's the thing. Like, when it's your everyday life, like, you do get numb to it. Yeah, and then, mm-hmm. like, you almost need to take yourself out of it and be like, wait, like, that's kind of a big deal, even though it didn't feel like a big deal at the time. Yeah. Like, this isn't normal. Yeah. 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 Like, ET. I mean, it's ET. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to talk to people like you and, you know, just remember those days because it's, you know, it was very special to me. And I'm sure that's one of the things that always comes up. Like when you chat with people like me, they're always like. Yep. So how do you get from that to design? Well, it's funny because at one of my jobs, as I moved up the ranks at Amblin, they brought in a new president and vice president that was replacing Kathleen Kennedy. Um, And um, they were new. And so I started working for them. And they, so what Steven did was he built them some new offices, right? Swanky, cool offices. This really famous designer came in to design them named Michael Smith and did a great job. But I always found myself like rearranging their furniture or, you know, asking if we could get a console table in the assistant's office. And, you know, and then when we remodeled the little kitchenette, I was involved in what tile we got and where the refrigerator was going to go. So even then, when I wanted to have a film career, I was designing. So, I, but I didn't ha- it didn't even occur to me that this is what you love to do more than reading the scripts is to rearrange the furniture in, at Amblin. So, you know, I, I stayed in the film business for a while, and then I ended up getting into the internet business, and then I was a model, and then I had babies, and so I kind of just stopped doing everything and you know raised these two children. Um, and that's when I got into design was during the time that I was, a, you know, a, a mother to young kids. Did you like being a model? I didn't. I actually hated it. Um, you know, I got, I have some incredible, great photos for my kids to see and their kids and their kids. But, you know, I didn't like being in front of the camera. That's never been, you know, something that I've, I've never wanted to be an actor. Uh, I kind of fell into the modeling thing. I'm more of like a behind the scenes kind of a person. And it, it felt weird to be told what to do. And oftentimes I would tell the photographer what I thought. And that's a big no, no. <laughs> They're like, that's not your job. Oh, girl, just shut up and look pretty. Um, so I didn't love it. It was very short lived. I think I did it for a couple, three years or something and then moved on. But um, yeah, that wasn't my favorite career. <laughs> was it the stereotypical, like, you know, a lot of people watching everything they eat and just like all the things you think? Well, lucky for me, I was a plus size model. So I was about, back then, plus size was a size 10. So now it's much more representative of, you know, real women and real women are size, you know, 16, 18, 20, you know, not everybody. So, so to be a plus size model in the nineties was like, like being a model now, you know what I mean? It was just, yeah. so I can't believe that I was considered plus size at, with a size 10. That's, that's crazy to me. Right. Like that says a whole that says something. Yeah, it says so much about, you know, the, you know, the, the time back then. But um, so, yeah, I wasn't very, it, I didn't have to really watch, you know, my weight. In fact, I did get a little too thin and they told me that I was going to be kicked out of the agency and I needed to fatten up. I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
That's not what you would, did you, did you run into any like of the models that we know, like any Tyra's, Naomi's, like Linda Evangelista? No, there was like a, there was one model and I can't remember, it was a Kate something. It's always a Kate something. All the model, all the famous models are Kate something. But there was a well-known plus size model that um, I modeled with once. And she was like the, um, who's that beautiful girl who's Ashley Graham. She was like, she was like yeah. the 90s Ashley Graham. And I can't for the life of me remember her last name. But no, I didn't. It was, it was really such a specialty um, division of Ford models at that time. And I think it was pretty new. Um, so it, we kind of kept to ourselves as, as, you know, full figured ladies. <laughs> so you were already in design, like before you met, like when you left there, you went into design. That was before you even met Jack, like you started in design. Yeah. So I, when I had my second child, I was already into a remodel on the house that I still live in, um, here in Sherman Oaks, mid-century modern. I, I, you know, soup to nuts remodeled it, took it down to the studs, changed everything. And then at the same time was building a house with my mom, a little beach house at a place called Paradise Cove here in Malibu uh, for my family. So I was doing that at the, at the same time. And then a friend of mine in Hancock Park bought a house and she wanted my help, she said, which turned into a year long job. So I kind of just started doing it without even realizing that this was a career until I woke up one day and I was like, wait a minute, this is a job. This is what I do. I'm, an, you know, I'm a designer, a builder. And then shortly after that, my, when I had my aha moment, I um, met Jeff Lewis. And you just figured it all out? Like you just, I mean, I wouldn't know how to do any of that. I just figured it out. I, I honestly had never, you know, my mom, when I was young, would buy houses and pretty much flip them. So I kind of learned the process through her, almost by osmosis, you know, by proxy. But I didn't really understand the steps until I, until I started doing it from my own home. And that was like trial by fire. I made so many mistakes mistakes that I see to this day that drive me nuts. But that was kind of the best learning experience, the best sort of, you know, design school I could have ever attended. Yeah. And then how'd you meet Jeff? Like, where did you meet Jeff? It's a funny story. So I had been watching Flipping Out, like everybody else, I think two seasons, was a fan, 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 died for him. Uh, felt like I knew him. This guy, I'm going to be friends with him one day. You know, Zoila, love everything. And I was at a restaurant here in the Valley um, and they had, at the time, it wasn't called a gender neutral bathroom. It was called like a co-ed bathroom, but it was, it was a gender neutral bathroom. And I walked in and bam, there's Jeff Lewis standing in the bathroom. And I did what everybody does. <gasps> oh my God, it's Jeff fucking Lewis. And you know, and he was really sweet and gracious and asked me my name, which he always does. And who am I? And, da, da, da. and I explained to him, I said, I'm a new designer and I watch your show and I'm really inspired by your, you know, your work. And he was like, come over to the table, meet Ryan Brown. And I, you know, I got their cards and asked if I could send them my portfolio and have a meeting with them. And I did. And I had a couple, an interview with Jeff and an interview with his partner. And then I ended up working for Jeff. <laughs> And he was really just a chick. He wasn't like, wait, like you're a designer. Like was this set up? Are you stalking me? No, he was really, I guess, I mean, I charmed him. Um, but he, yeah, just right off the bat, he said, you know, I would love to meet you. Send me, you know, send me your portfolio and let's set up a meeting. And he followed through. I, I sent him a gift though. I was smart. After that meeting, I did go to Fred Siegel here in Hollywood and I bought him a beautiful shirt and I bought his partner, Ryan Brown, a really nice vase in the Fred Siegel wrapping and I had it sent to their offices. And then they called me, called me in for the interview. 
So you so. knew like bribery was the way to get to Jack. It is. Come on. I knew back then. Yeah, of course. Were you like freaking out when you went over to the table and it was Ryan? It's like, oh my God, everyone <laughs> from the show. I don't know how I kept my wits about me. I was shaking. You know, I was, I was dressed horribly. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was so nervous, but I kept it together. And you have to also remember that I did work for Steven Spielberg and, you know, Al Pacino and Leonardo DiCaprio. I had a pretty big history with famous people. So I knew how to handle myself. So I had a little bit of training um, with the big guns. Uh, so I was, it, it worked. And, and, but the thing that really freaked me out was when I went on the interview and Zoila opened the door. That's when I was like, this is a little surreal. And there's, you know, his animals that I have been watching on television. And then in saunters Jenny. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm sitting in an episode of my favorite show right now. And that was so awesome. You're like, this just isn't for TV. All these people really do work together. They really do work. And they really do what they do on television. Yeah, it was like an eye-opening moment. And it was really exciting for me. Do you have any interesting Al Pacino or Leonardo DiCaprio stories? Oh, God, yeah. Um, when I was working for Leo, he, his mom let me, his, his mom was so sweet, Ermelin, let me stay at his beach house in Malibu for a weekend. I was dating somebody who was living in Canada, having a long-distance relationship, and he came to town, and they let me have the beach house. And I didn't tell him where we were going, and we walked in, and you walk into this beach house, and everything was Titanic. Titanic towels, Titanic poster, Titanic, you know, everywhere. And so he did look at me and he's like, is this Leo's house? Like, yes, it's Leo's house. So that was, that was pretty amazing. Um, So wait, so his beach house, like the towels actually said, like it was all like just Titanic paraphernalia. It was, it was. I don't think that's something he would do now, but back then, and again, this was like early nineties that he was, yeah, he was, I think the film wasn't even that, that it wasn't that old. And so, yeah, and it was also not his main house. It was, you know, a, and he hardly went there. So I think they, it was probably his mom who did it, <laughs> but it was a dead giveaway. <laughs> I mean, it's on brand. It's like a beach house Titanic. Like I kind of yeah, see the tie-in. It's, it's thematic. But like yeah. the furniture was all like Titanic-esque. No, no, no. The furniture was all, I remember it was the best bed I've ever slept in in my life. I had to like look at the mattress and see what kind of mattress it was. No, everything was very tasteful, but there were like dead giveaways with the Titanic towels and robes and the poster of Leo and yeah. So that That's, was pretty fun. And there was a poster too? There was a poster. There was a poster. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of funny. I know. I know. So after you got this job, so you wanted the job, so like, I mean, okay, so you wanted the job for Jeff, like, because you really were a designer, but then, like, part of you was probably, like, fan, like you said, fangirling out at the same time. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Yes. I mean, you know, I, I really wanted to work for him. My portfolio was great. He hired me on the spot, literally hired me on the spot. And then, <laughs> this is kind of funny, he hired me on the spot and then I didn't hear from him until a year later. So he hired. Wait, I have another question. 
Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who's a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues, anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and BetterHelp really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. He hired me and then I started working for him a year later. He was going through something, I don't know what, I don't know, something in his life or his business and he wasn't able to take on a new employee. But he did follow through and Gage called me a year later and said, do you want to come in and meet with Jeff? And I was, you know, hells yeah. So um, it was a little bit of a delayed hiring, shall we say. So by, the time, so by the time you started working with him, like was Ryan still there or Ryan? No, I think they had parted ways. So that was, I started working for him around season four yeah and they, had, they had had their falling out and parted ways and then you started on the show so when you started working from like would you do come on the show right away i don't think so yeah, you know there's, you did. i did a little bit do you remember when um trace was working for him and yeah that was all going on i was and, and sarah his his sister-in-law sister and we had their uh, her bachelorette party in Vegas. So I don't know if that was season four or season five, but thereabouts, we did a, um, a house beautiful uh, kitchen in New York. I was there for that. So I was around in bits and pieces. Like you would see me here and there, but not as a main character, which is what I eventually became. Until you know. season seven. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I mean, working for Jeff now, I don't know if you follow Trace on Instagram currently. I don't follow him, but I have seen some of his Instagrams, the naked, you know. Listen, Trace, Trace is one of my Instagram obsessions, okay? Oh, well, he looks good. He does. Listen, I thought he looked good back then, but he's, he's kept he's, it together. He's a good-looking guy, and if you, if you got it, flaunt it, right? If you got it, flaunt it. So I know, I mean, what happened with him and Jeff? Like, I, for, I mean, like... I think I it just was like a natural... You know, what happens is, and it, you know, it's happening right now too. Um, I think what happens is he brings on 
some young, talented people and they spend, you know, a good amount of time working for him and learning and he grooms them. And then they eventually fly the coop. You know, it's kind of like, it, it's sort of what happens. People want to go pursue their own careers and they've, they've gotten to the end of the road with him, you know, and, and either it's burnout or they want to go pursue their own careers. They've learned enough. There's no sort of, there's nowhere for them to go. Um, and they eventually go off and do their own thing. I think it was just one of, he, he really, he thought of Trace as like a, you know, like a son, like they were very, very, very tight. So um, that was just sort of, it just happens all the time. That makes sense. Yeah. Did you have, so like when you worked for him and like you were kind of getting phased onto the show as a main character, did you, as you say, you like to be behind the cameras Were you ever like, I love my job, but I don't want to be on TV. Or were you like, all right, let's do this. I was, I was into it. I was into it. It, it was fun. You know, the, the way that, the way that it happens, the way they shoot is you do forget that the cameras are there. There is a part of you that forgets because you are working. You're not pretending to work. You're doing all the things you would do if the cameras weren't there. You know, a lot of the filming was just me and everybody else in the office on our computers for three hours in a row really boring footage, you know? Um, Cause what we're doing is we're looking up inspiration pictures and we're looking at design, you know? So a lot of it, a lot of action wasn't happening. So we were genuinely working. So you forget, but I, you know, it was always fun to watch the episodes and see, you know, all the laughter and the banter and the funny moments that you remember happening and them capturing them on film was, you know, that was always great. I, you know, I liked it. I really liked being a part of the show. Did you ever look back? Because you, I mean, you kind of stayed out of all the drama for the most part. Yeah, for the most part, I was a little bit of the peacekeeper and just, you know, laughed along and didn't, there was no real um, conflict, except when I kept quitting. You know, when I kept quitting, I, there would be, I don't think until the very last season, did you see me quit on camera? It was always, at, you know, off camera. But yeah, I came and went quite a few times. And Jeff was just like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, he said, well, the last time we had several conversations where he's like, you know, I'm not going to be your safety net anymore. If you're leaving this time, you're leaving. You're, there's no coming back. That door is closing. And now I'm on a radio show with him. So I don't, I think we'll probably always be together. Seriously. <laughs> so I guess also like watching the show, like you kind of knew what to expect. Like you didn't have that big, like, oh my God, Jeff is there's nothing wrong with it. Cause I love OCD. I love all that. Like, when did you first realize like, Oh no, Jeff is, you know, a little different than some others on my first day. So I came to work and sat down at the desk where they told me, and then I got up to use the restroom or to get something. And Trace looked at me and he goes, honey, you need to push your chair in every time you get up from your desk. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I went up and I, pushed my chair in and I never left my chair out again. And that was when I realized he likes things the way he likes them. And, you know, and we all kind of looked out for each other, the people who worked in the office, you know? So, but yeah, he's, he's definitely regimented. Then you were like, okay, wait, that's not for TV. That's real. Legit. It's a real thing. He straightens everything on his desk. Everything has to be in perfect, you know, alignment. Oh yeah. 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 What's like, cause you never really got yelled at on camera. Like what's like one time when you just, you screwed up and Jeff was just like, Megan, we are, you know, like where he just gave it to you. I think there were times where he would, it, it wasn't ever on camera, but if I was a little bit, if I didn't do the work and check my work, do you know what I mean? If I, if I was a little lazy or did it half-ass, well, he always says that I'm half-ass, but, um, 
if I just didn't check my work properly or misspelled something or left something out, he'd be like, you're so lazy, you know, but I never got screamed at. We, we've never had any kind of major conflict. I, I'm happy to say in our entire time together, which is, that's which is really good. unless we didn't, I'm just blocking it out like PTSD, but I know, I, I honestly don't think we've ever had a big blowout. Who, who would like always kind of get it the most in the office? Well, there was a guy named Andrew Coleman who was on season seven, I think. Again. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, I, think he, always, I think he was after Trace, right? I think. What? Yes, he was. He was. He was at the house on, um, uh, not Nottingham, what was that house? Uh, anyway, in Los Feliz, that big house that he lived in with Gage. Yeah, I think he got the brunt of the teasing and the, you know, the, the, the practical jokes, putting spiders on his computer and just really razzing him. And he, he took, he took a lot, that kid. <laughs> he took a lot of abuse. Who got it worse between Zoila and Jenny? Oh, they both did. I would have to say Zoila. I would have really? to say. Yeah, because, you know, Jenny was always pretty much in on the joke and she was sort of, she was such a clown um, and so funny. And so, you know, just so much fun to watch and with her antics. And then Zoila was too, but sometimes when Zoila didn't want to be teased or pushed, she would not have it. She would get really, she'd get really upset. Were those lunches as good as they seem? Because listen, when I think of flipping out, it's always, I mean, there's a lot of things I think about with those yeah. lunches. Oh, those lunches were great. And, you know, that was another thing about, I'll have to say, I didn't love being on camera while I was eating, you know, but here's the thing. Everybody was eating. It was it was a part of our you know daily ritual, and I mean he still does that to this day with his office. He orders lunch in. It's always a delicious lunch, whatever you want, and you sit around the table for a good half hour and shoot the shit, you know. Um, so yeah, those lunches were iconic. They definitely were. They were iconic, and that famous that Mexican restaurant you guys always ate at Casa Vega. Yeah, Casa Vega. Yum yum. Um, when did you last speak to Zoila? Do, do I saw her at Monroe's last birthday party. So Mon when, uh, a year ago, I saw her. So Monroe will be turning four at the end of this month. Wow. And Zoila was at her birthday last year. And she's so doing well. She's doing great. She looks great. And you know, her sister works for Jeff as a housekeeper right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she, you know, she's never far. I think she lives in Nicaragua and visits, you know, from time to time. But her and Jeff still speak. Yeah. And she's fully retired and just enjoying life. Yeah, she's doing her thing, you know, spending time with her family, as she should. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you were all kind of fan favorites. I mean, everyone loved Jenny, everyone loved Zoila, and everyone loved you. Aw, thank you. Yes, it was, um, it was a tight-knit group, and, you know, it was a really fun time. Well, you know, like, in a way, like, that's how Bravo has kind of changed, because they had these shows, like, Flipping Out, like, Mil Millionaire Matchmaker, like, yeah. Workout. You know, like you said, like, you guys were really working. Like, they used to have, like, these shows developed around, like, one person, but, like, real businesses. Yes. Not, not that it's such a change, but, like, they don't really have those type of shows on the network anymore. I know. It feels like, to me, like, some of the things I've heard about shows like um, um, The Millionaire. What, what's the, the, the real estate show? Um, Million Dollar Listing. There you go. So... Things like when I when they're showing a house, and then I've heard that that person really wasn't interested, and it was just to show that I get like it's it's I really get disappointed because I want to believe that everything I watch is real, sort of like our show was. But the the reality is that our show was a more of a docu series, 
than a reality TV show. So nothing was produced. It was all, everything that happened actually happened. The producers didn't, you know, uh, put, you know, muddy the waters and try and produce us. And so it was all very real. Jeff brought enough drama to have it be real. He really did. He really did. Everybody brought enough drama. Do you know any of, because like you guys flip houses, like, do you know any of those agents? Like Tracy Tudor, like Josh Allman, Josh Flagg? I think that Jeff's friendly uh, with, I think he's, Jeff's friendly with the Altmans and Josh Flagg and um, all, I think because Jeff's been in this business for so long, he's also been such a staple at Bravo that he's, he's very friendly with a lot of the people on these other Bravo shows. Totally. Yeah. I I don't know any of them. You never like met any of them or like you never had like your hit list or. No, not on that show. Not on that show. No, I do like watching it, but no, I'm not, I, more like, um, I, I don't know if you know, but I'm more friends with a couple of the housewives. Like Kelly Dodd is a really good friend of mine. I just celebrated her birthday uh, last weekend, which was fun. I was going to say, I saw on your Instagram, you were at Kelly Dodd's birthday. I was, I was. How was, was really that? Oh, we had a blast. We ended up going to um, a little tasting room winery in Los Olivos called the Hideaway Low, which I highly recommend to anybody who's into wine. Um, friends of mine own it, obviously, and Kelly knows them. And so we hung out at their tasting room in Los Olivos and we had the best time. We had a lovely dinner at the Hitching Post. I got to meet her fiance, Rick. Um, they're getting married in a few days, uh, nine days. So, um, yeah, so, but yeah, and, and, and Teddy Mellencamp, you know, I did her program and, and she's lovely. Um, but Jeff's, Jeff's very familiar and friendly with a lot more of the housewives. Shannon Bedore is great. Um, totally. Yeah. So it's always, it's just, the, it's the Bravo, you know, glue that, that keeps those people together. How's Kelly? Does she talk to you about like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, um, now she's close to Shannon. Yeah, they're really close. Um, they, I think they live in the same neighborhood. They're gearing up for the reunion, I think, is shooting at the end of this year, uh, I think she mentioned. And so they're done shooting the actual show. Isn't it premiering this month? Yeah, premieres like in... Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. No, she doesn't. She didn't let a lot out of... She didn't, let a, didn't let a lot of cats out of the bag. So, she doesn't say, guess what? I have to talk to you today about Vicki Gomelson. No, 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 no. She didn't. She doesn't. She's, uh, you know, she's focused right now. She's having a wedding and, you know, her big, you know, her, her, her big new life. And um, she's really happy and she looks great and good things are happening for her and her business. So, um, no, she didn't let, she didn't, you know, and I don't, I try to keep that boundary in place. You know, I don't want to dig she you know i have a radio show and she's on a reality show and sometimes you just want to respect those those boundaries totally yeah like you know if you want to book someone that like maybe she doesn't get along with right and also i you know i don't want to be tempted to spill the beans on jeff lewis live you know and if he knows that i know something he's gonna try and get out of me that is true with your friends in these this kind of a business you sort of want to just be respectful what about Teddy? Because, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people, like, I know that Ron, you know, like, her program came under all this. It did. Yeah, it came under attack. It did. How was the program? Well, we talked, Jeff and I talked about this on Jeff Lewis Live uh, last week, I think. Um, you know, listen, when you start the program, there, and the program's called All In, uh, when you start the program, there is no secret about it being a tough program, you know, and and they let you know that, you know, if 
this, if this is hard. And if you're, if you're not up for it, you're not ready for the challenge. I suggest you don't do it, but if you're up for it and you're ready for the challenge and to really, you know, get your body, you know, going, um, then do it. So, you know, I'm not going to say it wasn't hard. It was a very difficult, um, program, you know, and, but it was very successful. I lost a lot of weight. Jeff lost a lot of weight. We had a great time laughing about, you know, being hungry and how much cardio we did. And ultimately I kept going, you know, Jeff did the, the initial two weeks and then I stayed with the program and, you know, look, my experience was positive. I really liked my coach. Um, I didn't feel, you know, very bullied, you know, they, they, they have to like, you know, whip you into shape a little bit. If you're, you know, if, if it looks like you're falling off or you're not sticking to the program, that's what accountability is. And so it, you know, I'll say it was very effective and it worked for me and I liked my coach and I liked Teddy very much. So, you know, people have different experiences with different, you know, different things. So you didn't feel like you were eating like 200 calories a day or whatever. No, 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 no. I mean, look, your calories, look, your calories, calories are restricted on the diet, but you know, there's a lot of people who do these fasts. The prolon fast is really popular. The five, two program is there's millions of books about it on those two days. You're eating 500 calories. So you know what I mean? Like why is her program because it's calorie, calorie restrictive under attack and all of these other programs aren't. It's kind of, I think there's something about the celebrity and the housewife that has something to do with the, the attacks. Well, I was just going to say, probably because she's on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So she's a target. She's a target. So yeah, my experience was different. I, I you know, I lost a lot of weight and I felt really, really good. I eventually <laughs> gained it back and now I'm doing my own program. But um, no, I, I, I had a great experience. It's hard in quarantine. It's hard. Oh my God. I'm happy to say that I have this little app on my phone. It's called my fitness pal. I love it because you put really? everything in and you eat and your exercise. And I looked at my weight. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I looked at my weight from May of this year. It was up there. I'm down 10, nine or 10 pounds from there. Thank God. But mama was eating and drinking like the cows were coming home. I feel the same way. I feel like from March to May was not, I don't know who I thought I was. Yeah, I just, and what right did you have to eat all that and drink all that? Well, here's the thing, right? Like <laughs> anybody that says, I mean, this is just my thing. Anyone that's like, I don't know how I gained this weight. I don't understand that. I know exactly how it happened. Me too. I know exactly when it was happening. I just was like, I don't want to stop eating. I don't care. I was popping bottles. You know what I mean? I was popping bottles by the pool I was, we were laughing about this the other day. It started at five, then it went down to four, then three 30. And then when I realized things were looking bad for me, it was two o'clock. And I was like, I could have a rosé. I'm like, this isn't a vacation. You're not at the Ritz. You don't, right. you're in your home. You should not be having a rosé at two o'clock in the afternoon by the pool doing your work. Totally. Yeah. So what about Jenny? You know, yeah. do you feel like, tell me about that. Well, Unfortunately, that relationship between Jeff and Jenny ended horribly. You know, um, I was there when it was unraveling on camera and it was a very uncomfortable spot to be in and sad, very sad. Um, you know, I felt for her, I felt for him and his frustration. And I think that that was just something that had been bubbling up for maybe some time on both of their ends. And then it came to that, you know, you know, that, that, that head that was, you know, that was coming down the pipe, you know, look, 
I tried to stay neutral. I saw both sides. I sympathized with Jenny, how, you know, he was horrible to her, you know, in that car ride with Leah Black. And, you know, it was just nasty and, and, and it broke my heart. Um, sadly, you know, I tried to remain neutral, but it didn't end up working out between Jenny and I, just because, you know, I work with Jeff, you know, I, I was still doing design for him and, you know, he's my boss and on, he was my boss on many different levels. And now he's my boss again on the radio show. Um, so it was hard for her. I think I can't, I mean, I can't speak for her, but what I imagine it was hard for her to maintain a friendship with me because of my closeness to Jeff. And, you know, I hope that one day they can, you know, mend that fence, build that bridge, whatever, however you want to call it. Um, and that maybe this is just some time that they need apart. And that's, you know, that's my wish. You know, I love her. She was so much fun. They had such a great relationship. You know, one can only hope that that somehow gets back in time. Do you think it will? I mean, you know, I really thought that it wouldn't be this long before a makeup. It's, it seems that as time goes on, the further and further it, you know, they, 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 you know, become a part. I don't know. Look, you know, stranger things have happened. You know, I think that maybe, you know, after some more time, they can, you know, have like a meetup. I don't know that they're going to be the bestest buds that they were before, but it would be nice if they could just, you know, heal, heal wounds, you know? I think so. And like, didn't Jeff reach out to her at the beginning of this year? He did. I th- yes, he did. He, he apologized for his role in the way things ended and she did not get back to him. You know, I would imagine that she probably, I don't know, but what if she blocked him? Like what if, you know, his number didn't come? I guess if you block somebody, you can't get their voicemails or their texts and it just goes into the ether maybe. Um, but I, yeah, I, he did reach out. I think he was feeling badly and he wanted to, you know, close that chapter and, you know, move on with their lives. I hope so. I hope they get I know. I know. I do too. I do too. I'm just all about everybody getting along. I know. I was, you know, I, I was the peacekeeper, you know, I was trying to keep the, trying to keep the peace and, you know, you can only do what you can do. What is Leah Black like as a friend or hangout buddy? She is so funny. She is a hoot. She's always got something going on. She's always busy. It's either, you know, a, a fundraiser, her skincare, her skincare line's really great. Um, we love the CBD eye cream. Um, she's just a ball of energy. She, her laugh, she's got this cackling laugh that is infectious. She's just a lot. She's a lot, but she's a lot of fun and she makes you laugh constantly. She's great. I, I wish they would bring back that Miami show because that was so much fun. To, were you a fan of Housewives of Miami? I, yeah, and, and I'm friends with some of them in real life. Like, I think oh, it's cool. gone. I think it's gone before its time. Like, I think, I think it. So too. I don't know why it didn't really work. It doesn't make sense to me. Because, like, Miami's such an interesting setting. Like, I think, A I thousand don't know. Percent. I loved watching the backdrop, the location, the houses, the diamonds, the bags. I mean, it was all so opulent. Like, that's kind of what the Housewives brand is, is watching their lifestyle and just, like, the jets and the mansions. And, and there's nothing like that, in, you know, on the franchise right now. I, I know Salt Lake City's starting up. But Miami is just so fun to watch. I think it's going to be, I think it's, and Leah just, I don't know, she's, she was great on that show. She was amazing. She was amazing. And she's, uh, I haven't seen her, well, since quarantine, um, she stayed in Miami. I, we haven't seen her. And she's wow. usually quite a fixture around Jeff. She did the, a lot of guest hosting on 
his radio show and they spent a lot, spend a lot of time together. So it's been quite a while since we've seen her. What about Shannon Bedore? I know that's one of Jeff's friends too. She is. She's coming on the show next week. I think next week or, or the week after. I Don't quote me. But she is coming on um, Jeff Lewis Live shortly. So that'll uh, be fun. How is she? She is she just a bunch she's of... A, yeah, she's a good time. She is. She's a good time. We did, um, before quarantine, we were doing these Jeff Lewis Live live shows in different parts of um, the country. We did Arizona and in and, and, and California. And she, we did one in Fresno when she was the guest and we just had the best time. We had the best time. She's a hoot and a holler. She's, I, I love Shannon. I, I think the OC is going to be great. I can't wait. I can't wait. What about Gage? Were you, are you shocked that Jeff and Gage didn't work out? I mean, you I were was, there. I was shocked. I, when Jeff first told me um, when they first broke up, how long ago was that? A year or two? I can't even remember. I can't even keep track. I would have said even longer, but I, I yeah. swear time I mean, like- you know, It had to be a couple years ago because he's, he's, he was with Scott for quite a while. So when he first told me, I was in complete shock. I really didn't see it coming. I thought that they'd be together forever. I knew that they had bickered and, you know, but doesn't everybody, you know? So I just, yeah, it was a complete shock to me. I was, I was floored, blindsided, really sad. It broke and you my were, heart. And you were in it. Like, you, you knew them both. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, Gage, yeah, we fought like brother and sister. He felt like a brother to me, you know. Um, we fought a lot. And, you know, you would think that the way we fought and how much, you know, we, we had a lot of love for each other. We also had just a lot of, like, annoyance with each other. So you would, you would think that I would have been like, oh, now Jeff's free and we get him all to ourselves. And, you know... But I was heartbroken. I, I cried. You know, it really, it really threw me for a loop when they broke up. It's kind of like a big, is it true that Jenny fixed them up? That's what someone told me. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is true. Yeah. Someone yeah. told me, I mean, I don't know if it's true. Someone told it me is that. True. I'm 99% sure that she was instrumental in them getting together. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. But they have Monroe. So that's, that's the bright got spot. Little right? Monroe, who is a, piece of work she's amazing um so that's a great outcome of that relationship are you yeah. aunt megan oh can, what are you aunt megan oh are i thought you, you said my aunt no uh, yes i am aunt megan he does call me aunt megan yes auntie so megan. that's mm-hmm. does she come to the office too well the office is in his house i know so she, yeah she's always around sometimes during radio she'll say she wants to do radio with us and she'll sit at she'll sit at the round table and and uh, pretend like she's doing radio. She's adorable. So you, so in addition to the radio, like your own design business, Megan Weaver Design, like that is, you're doing a lot with that. So that's not it a, comp- no, I always wondered, no. this is no shade at all. I just never understood. So like, even though you have your own business and Jeff has Jeff Lewis Design, like that's just not, you just do both. You work with him. Oh, so I don't work for Jeff Lewis Design anymore. No, so okay. That I pretty much stopped working for him when the cameras went down on the last season and just focused on my own design business. Um, the radio show has nothing to do with design. Totally. Um, it's just about, you know, a bunch of shark attacks and amputees and, you know, um, I don't, I, it's a crazy show. But so I focused on my own design business and it couldn't be busier than it is right now. Really? So, yeah. Oh my God. And thanks to Jeff. So Jeff has been, you know, incredibly generous in helping me build my business. You know, um, he knows that, you know, I'm a single mom with two kids and, 
and I'm a pretty good designer. He believes in me and my aesthetic. And so he's been, he's been referring me some work and I've gotten incredibly busy in the last few months. So I'm very uh, grateful to him for that. And so, yeah, I've got Megan Weaver design and it's, it's booming. That's good. Even through COVID. Yeah, well, it's because of COVID, I think. I think people are sick of their houses. Either they want to get out and get something bigger and they want to remodel it or they're in their current house and they want to add on or, you know, they're, they're tired of the cooking in the same old, you know, dated kitchen and can you come help? So yeah, it's, it's actually a great time for, you know, re, remodeling, building, et cetera. Wow. Yeah, I have, I have a lot of friends that shockingly are remodeling their houses. They're in New Jersey and like everyone's kind of, I guess just because you're home and you're looking at things and you're also kind of have time on your hands. For sure. And during when we were on lockdown, lockdown, I was offering virtual consultations to people in different parts of the country. And that was, I mean, that was a huge hit. And I still have a few people left over from that that I'm still helping. Um, but that was, inc- that was such a great idea. And people wow. would reach out and I charged like a fraction of what I normally charge an hour and people would send me pictures and we'd have conference calls. And it was actually really, really great because people are staring at that couch they can't stand anymore and the rug and the, you know? Yeah. It's old when you're in it 24-7. Does Jeff still do his design business or he's just full-time with the radio? <laughs> He has, you know, he's got his own houses that he's working on. Um, the radio keeps him busy. He's got his tile line. He does, I think, have a couple clients. I don't, I'm not sure who he's finished with and who he hasn't. Like, like I said, we don't really talk about his design business very much. It's all um, radio. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a lot radio. And then when he, he refers to be people. But he's, he's, he's doing pretty good. He's also, you know, he's busy with his custody battle with, you know, Gage. So that takes up a lot of his time, too. That must not be fun. No, it's not fun. And it's, it's dragged on for a really long time. And, you know, it's, it's very hard to watch, you know, something just drag on and on and on when I feel like it, it could just be resolved, you know, in a room, just talk it out, figure something out. And it's just, it's taking its sweet ass time, unfortunately. And I'm sure like, you know, the fact that everything is more or less public doesn't help matters. Yeah, that's not, that's not fun either. That's kind of icky when it gets reported in the press that the the gory details shall we say yeah do you like scott do you like jeff's new man i love scott oh my god he is like he is one of the world's best people i mean he he's an angel they're going through a little bit of a i think jeff's reported it people.com's reported it they're going through a little thing right now but i'm hoping that you know it's just a thing And that everything will be fine again. But, you know, it's a weird time. And, and everyone's processing this in different ways. And it affects us all in different ways. And, you know, relationships change and, and things get questioned. And it's just because we're in this freaking crazy world right now, you know. And I'm hoping for some sort of, you know, normalcy at some time in the near future so we can all take a proverbial deep breath. And, like, too much time on anyone's, I don't know, I'm the type that, like, I don't do well if I have, like, if the wheels are turning too much, it's not a good thing for me. So, like, I just think a lot of people, you're alone or whatever, and you just have a lot of time Overanalyzing, overthinking, you know, all of that, you know? And it's just, like, let's just, let's just live life, you know? Is Jeff just difficult to date? I don't, you know, he's, 
I think he'd be difficult to date. And that's just because I couldn't leave my shoes wherever I wanted to leave them. You know, he's pretty um, particular about certain things. And he's, you know, like he's watching the show. He likes things the way he likes them. And he's got his routine and his way of doing things. And, um, you know, that would probably be pretty hard to conform to initially, right? And I'm just talking about the OCD stuff. But as a as a person and per- someone being in a relationship with him, I think he's got a big heart and he's very generous and he's very loving and he's, you know, I think that he'd be a great person to date if you can get past the OCD stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I have a thing where like, I think I would like it. Like I like when, I mean, oh, okay. I'm, I don't know. I'm one of those people who like, I have friends like, like I'm from New York. It is like, I have friends that are like, be there, be there at this time, yeah. blah, blah, screaming. And then just, and I'm like, that's what I need. Like, otherwise it just, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't handle the, I couldn't handle the, the, the neatness of everything. I'm a little bit of a, I'm a little looser. You like to just <laughs> relax in your own home. Yeah, exactly. It, how did those two meet? You know, Patty Stanger. Um, That's what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Which isn't that funny. You know, that again, is funny. like I said, the Bravo family, it's, you know, they stay, it's, it's, it's like a glue. That's what I thought. Yeah. Tell me about working on Lala and Randall's house. Well, um, what happened was, I think, Jeff, you, as you saw on the show, Jeff was uh, working as, for them. They were his clients. And he, that, he finished his work there. And I think they just wanted some zhuzhing. They just needed, like, some rugs and pillows. And, and could, you know, could your, they, I guess Randall called me his, Jeff's girl. Could your girl, could you give me your girl's number? And so I started working for them. I was working with Lala. We picked out some great rugs and some great pillows. And at the same time, they had a contractor working on their house, doing some, you know, additions and remodeling and this or that. And it didn't work out with him. And so they were kind of left in a lurch. And I came to the rescue and I had a bunch of subcontractors and they finished the work and we it was an incredible they got an incredible master bedroom and master bathroom i posted some of the master bathroom pictures on my instagram just real glam glam um beautiful lala was a delight to work with we got along really well um and you know it, it, it didn't end you know with a lot of you know joy <laughs> but you know, um, I, I wish them the best. I'm so excited for her and her big news, you know, her pregnancy. I really hope, yeah. that, you know, they have a, you know, really healthy, gorgeous baby. And I know she wanted this really bad, so I'm couldn't be happier for her. Why did it end badly? You know, I think towards, so we were getting towards the end and they were really happy and there were a few things left on my list, but not many. And I just had a little bit of trouble with, with payment stuff. Um, it didn't, there was no explosion. Nobody, I didn't get fired. Nobody got angry. It just was a little bit of an accounting headache, shall we say. So I sort of just walked away and we really haven't spoken since, sadly. But um, I wish them the best. Well, apparently 50 Cent didn't get paid either. So. <laughs> That's what I keep hearing. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. But, you know, that's, you know, at least you are busy enough that you can do that. So that's good. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it just, it got to the point where, you know what? Let bygones be bygones. Let's just part ways and, you know, no harm, no foul. Let's all just get on with our lives. It, there comes a point in life where you just can't, you just have to let things go and move on and wish everybody well. And, you know, 
just on to the next thing. Totally. You have such yeah. a positive attitude. It's called reframing. <laughs> Seriously. No, I mean, I'm like that. I'm just like, just yeah. looks certain times people are great. You just weren't meant to work together for whatever. That's exactly reason. it. That's exactly it. And what we did do together was beautiful. And I'm really proud of my work. What's like the best piece of advice like Jeff ever, you know, like what did you learn from working with Jeff, like on the design side of things? Um, well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I worked with, I worked with him in so many different capacities. I mean, if you think about it, not only did I help him, you know, work with clients, but also we designed catalogs and showrooms like for living spaces, Alder and Tweed. There were so many, so many different levels of design work that I did with him that I learned so much from every single, you know, instance, you know, I learned I think the biggest lesson, the big takeaway for me now, you know, not seven years ago right now is to never doubt my worth. You know, there was a time where I was charging too little because I was afraid, you know, what if they think that's too much? No, you know, you're a damn good designer and you have got a lot of credibility and a lot of, you know, wonderful designs, you know, behind, you know, behind you and you do deserve your fee and you do, you know, so it took a while for me to, for that to sink in. You know, and, and for him to say, for Jeff to say, you know, you're worth it. You are worth it. And that was, that was a come to Jesus moment for me, I think, which is, you know, you are a designer and you, and that costs something, you know? Totally. Yeah. Did you, did you personally work? I can't remember. Did you work on Brian Austin Green and Megan Fox's house? You know, I, I went there early, early on. And then I think that was one of the times that I quit. <laughs> not not Brian and Megan, but Jeff. Um, and then I think he continued. It was on the show, wasn't it? Some of their yeah, of, yeah. And I never met Megan. I met Brian, um, and the house was incredible. I'm not sure whatever happened with that house. It's actually a very good question. But yeah, I. It's funny because Machine Gun Kelly lives across the street from Jeff. Oh really? And they're you know they're dating. Oh yeah. Him and Megan Fox, which is funny. And then through, Randall, through, I was going to say through Randall. Randall, yeah. Randall's movie is where they met. So it's a very, it's very like not even six, what is it? One degree of separation? Zero degrees of separation? Yeah. Randall, um, Machine Gun, and Megan Fox. So does Machine Gun come over for nightly martinis? I wish. I wish. He seems, he seems like a neat kid. Um, no, I saw him this morning though. He was, he came out of his house when I was walking into Jeff's. Um, no, it would be great to have him on the show. I mean, they, they had sort of an, uh, a neighborly feud or more Jeff had more of a feud because of all the cars and all the parking, but, um, they made up machine gun. Kelly sent him a bottle of champagne on a skateboard with a note across the street. And they had this, you know, this cute little moment. Um, it'd be great to have him on the show. I'm hoping that Jeff gets him on one day. I think you should just go and knock on the door. Right? Right. I know. It's right there. I mean, I don't know. Megan Fox, between Brian Austin Green and him, like, I mean, she's also dropped it gorgeous, but she's doing something right between those two. That's all I, I have to say. I know. I know. It's, it so, seems like this is the one, though. I feel like this, I heard her and, um, his name is Colson. It's weird to call him Machine Gun Kelly. His name is Colson. And they were on randall and lala's podcast not that long ago and they seem like the real deal i feel like they're like they found each other soulmates kind of a thing i kind of feel that way too yeah and there's you know yes they've been you know flaunting it a little bit but eh, new love right i feel bad for little david silver 
I do too. I can't help but feel bad for him. I know. I know when he posted that thing about the four boys and, you know, aren't they achingly gorgeous too or something like that after she yeah. posted I was like, oh, ouchie, ouchie. Do you see her like come and go? Like she's there? Uh-uh. I don't, I've, I haven't really? seen her at all. Um, from what I heard, I think they spend more time at her place than his place. He's got a lot of people there. So maybe they like their alone time. I don't know. I, I haven't seen her there. Interesting. Oh, yeah. isn't, Je- isn't Jeff's house on the market now too? Didn't he just list his house? Or am I, I, no, I don't am I making that, that up? Yeah. He's always talking about it. Oh. Threatening. He's always threatening to sell it, but I don't think it's on the market yet. Or at least I don't know about it. Like, could you ever see him just eventually saying, this is my house for life? Nope. Never. It's never going to happen. He's always going to, he's always going to move. He's always going to, I mean, maybe when he's like 80, you know, maybe when he goes to the retirement home, you know, I don't know. I, I, he will keep doing this until the end of time. Do you watch any Bravo like now? Like I know you said the housewives, like, do you, do you watch like Vanderpump Rules? Like, do you watch all this? I watch everything. Are you, you do. Below Deck is like my favorite show. I watch it with my kids. My kids love it. This uh, season, I think, I think this past season, the one that's with Sandy was just so good with so Leah good. and Hannah. It's like, I think it's one of the best so far. I love Below Deck. I just, I also love, I've been on a couple of trips on boats, like catamarans that I've chartered um, in, the, in the Caribbean. And it's just, it feels nothing like those boats, trust me, or those yachts. But it's just, I love watching those locations and the crew and the guests and we, you know, it's just, it, it's so much fun. And of course I watch all the housewives. What else do I watch? What else is there besides housewives? Well, Vanderpump rules, which is. Oh, of course I watch Vanderpump. I did watch Vanderpump last season. Shaw's. Shaw's of course. Oh, I'm friends with MJ name dropping. She's a dear, dear friend of mine. I can't is she? Yeah. Very close. She's awesome. That was hard to watch last year, last season. It's that. always it's always hard to me when it's like real kind of mm-hmm. like Jeff and Jenny like when it's real true like real lifelong true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like even like Stassi and Kristen although now apparently they're somewhat hanging out but right. like right. MJ and Reza kind of got to me too it got to me well also just her being a friend of mine and seeing her go through that really really sucked it was you know I would text her you know all the time and be like Ugh. um so yeah, but those are the those are the shows. Those are my staples. Those are the ones I watch. And then every once in a while, I'll throw on a million dollar listing. You know, it's not do like you, I can't wait for it to air like the other ones. Like I can't wait to watch the Beverly and Hills. Southern Charm is coming back now. I can't Southern wait. Charm. I love Southern Charm. Do you know any of the Beverly Hills Housewives? No, I don't. I just, uh, just Teddy Mellencamp through doing her program and her being on our show. Um, and she, we had, we've had Kyle Richards on our radio show. I, her and Jeff are really good friends. I have a friend who's her best friend and just know her through that. But no, not, there's nobody from Beverly Hills that I'm very, very close with. Well, you talk about all these gets and I say get too, but like, it must help, you know, that Jeff was on Bravo. Like it must help you guys book these guests. No, it actually, he can't have Bravo talent on. He's got a Bravo ban. So what happened was he was having his Bravo friends on Jeff Lewis live on Sirius and Bravo started to get angry. And I guess he was letting too many I don't know what he was doing. I think he was letting people peek behind the curtain a little bit too much. It's, and Bravo was like, no more current Bravo talent is allowed on Jeff Lewis Live. 
I'm hoping, fingers crossed, fingers crossed that they're starting to loosen that up a little bit because Shannon is coming on. Um, but yeah, he's had a big Bravo ban on the show and not, I mean, just on the, on he, they can't, it's not, Jeff Lewis Live isn't a Bravo radio show. It's Radio Andy on Sirius. Right. So they don't have any control over Jeff on the radio show, but they have control over their talent that comes on the show. So they're not, the talent technically isn't allowed to go on his show. Oh, I know all about Bravo and working with them to book talent. Okay. Okay. So you get it. You get it. Yeah. I get it. No, because I, I listen, I, I listened to you guys, you know, and so I remember yeah. Jeff saying that at one point that mm-hmm. it was like harder for him to book Bravo mm-hmm. talent and like talk shit. Yeah, well, he's a little, you know, he's a little bit of a, a shock jock, you know, and and he's just gonna he's gonna put it out there, and I think that sometimes, you know, it, that gets a little risky for for people like Bravo, but I think it's fun. Let him on. It it just creates more publicity and more interest and more excitement around the show. Well, tell Jeff I'm not sure that I'm Bravo's favorite person in the world either. Okay, all right, I'll let and him. And I agree with you. I don't understand. I think it not a bad thing when it gets into certain papers and creates headlines. Yeah. I don't it's get publicity. It. It's the publicity machine at work at its finest. But they do have their favorites and those are the people. But you know, I feel that ex Bravo people make the best guests. Yeah, he had um I wasn't there because I was playing hooky. I was with my winery friends on a seven day bender in Los Olivos, but he had Tamara Judge on. And, and they, they had a good show. She gave me some of her CBD products, products, which are amazing, by the way. I know Tamara well. I've had her on this show. One of my absolute favorites. Oh, Tamara, Tamara brings it. Yep. Yep. I, I saw you guys. I saw you guys had her on. And you had on. You have on Heather McDonald a lot. Oh, she's a regular. She's a regular. She's a Jeff Lewis Live co-host. Do you love working Jeff Lewis Live? Like, do you guys just love it? Or you like... Love it. You love do. It. it is so much fun. It is just, it's great because it's so quick. You know, it's an hour long show. It, the pace is really fast. There's no, you know, we just, next, you start the show and next, you have so much fun for the hour and then the next thing you know, it's over. And then you get on with your day. And so I love it. I have the best time on that show. Does Jeff love doing it too? He loves it. He found his calling. Who would have thought that he would be a radio host? This is kind of, I think your guys, I mean like, you do a lot of things. I think this is kind of your calling. It's so fun to have it be a part of my repertoire as, you know, in my career. You know, it's so different than everything else I do during the day that it's just, it's, it, it adds such a special layer and interest to, to my life. I, I love it. I hope it never goes away. Did you guys know what you were doing? Like, did you prepare or you were just like, here we are, we'll figure this no. out? We have a we have a system now, you know, a, a a kind of like what would you say, a schedule, a you know, um, but I think in the beginning it took a minute, and I wasn't, you know, when Jeff first started, I think it took a minute to find its legs, you know, and find its its pace and its purpose, and you know, and yeah. it really does have its own identity now. It's 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 a thing, you know. Who's on your or Jeff's like, you know, if you could have anyone or like reasonable, like okay, like Madonna may not be coming on your show, right. like Barack Obama, but like reasonably, like, would you have like a list of like, I really want that person? Jeff has a list, Jeff has a list of Je- anybody. I mean, he's, you know, he, they call him a risky booking. <laughs> so he loves just having, you know, fun. He, here's the thing. Look, 
he wants to have somebody, or we like to have people, he likes to have somebody with a, with a good sense of humor, playful. You know, we have some very serious shows with, you know, the therapist, Dr. Donna, you know, Judge Lauren Lake, where, you know, we, he hits some real issues and it's not, not every show is, you know, a shit show. Most of them are shit shows. But when we have those really meaningful, you know, deep discussions, those are good too, you know? So who would be a good get? I mean, I honestly think Machine Gun Kelly would be the, would be awesome to have. I've already said that, but that would be, that's the one that I'm hoping and praying for. That would be Mm -hmm. just so interesting. And let's face it, you would have so many questions for him about Megan Fox. Yeah, and then we would love to have her on. We'd love, you know, we would just, we are grateful for anybody who will sit at our table, you know, and, and have I get it. Time. We just laugh our asses off. That's all we do is talk nonsense and laugh our asses off. Do you find, because I, I find this, like, do you find you just sometimes can never predict? Because, I mean, I've had people on where I've been like, listen, come on, sure. Right. You know, and then you're like, uh, uh, this is the best show. And I thought it was going to be horrible. Like, does that ever happen? Or the opposite where you're like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. I have so much to say. And then you're just yeah. like, does the, that happen you know, to you guys? You know, it, it does and it doesn't. I think that since we have so many repeat guests on, you know, usually he, he's got a, he's got like a menagerie of co-hosts that come and that we have on several times. So you kind of know what to expect you know, you would have to ask him that because he's had a few people on for the for first time and only time that, you know, his experience is probably different than what I've heard on the radio. But no, so far, so good. I know he had a guy on early on on the radio show who was a little condescending to him. And here's the thing. I'm not sure about him and uh, straight guys. Do you know? I don't, I I don't know. It. We have Tom on a lot and he's really fun and great. But there've been like a couple of like straight guy actors where I think they don't necessarily get him or get his teasing and his humor. Uh, but for the most part, everyone's been uh, delightful and fun, and it is just a laugh attack. You know, it's just it's, it's listen. It's a great show. Everyone who's not listening to it needs to listen to it. It is so much fun. Do you miss being on TV? Like, does Jeff miss being on TV? No, I mean, you know, I think that it was such a great gig for him, you know, flipping out. I think, I think he does miss it. I would, I would have, I had to venture to guess if I asked him tomorrow, do you miss flipping out? I think his answer would be yes. How would you, how did you find out? Like, I assume Jeff got a call or just. You know what? I don't think he even got a call. I think it just kind of, he didn't hear from anybody (laughs) and just had to assume it's over. Um, I'm not sure. I think he's probably since. You know, when enough time went by, he probably talked to some of the higher ups at some point, you know, and they're like, well, you know, it's not happening right now. And, you know, I don't think he didn't get like, it doesn't, I don't feel like he got like a firm clip, you know, you're, you're, you're gonzo. So who knows? That's how it is with housewives. You just, you just don't know. Yeah. Never hear from them. Yeah. I hope it comes back or some version of it comes back or something. Cause he is fun to watch. But the radio show, I'm telling you, I think this is your guys calling. Oh, thank you. I hope so. I, I, it's nice to hear that. And like I said, we do love it. And I know he loves it. And I just hope it continues on and on and on. I think it's going to. And you have Shannon coming up. So that's a good one. Yes. I'm so excited for that. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? Megan Weaver Design is doing well. Doing Jeff great. Lewis Live yeah. is doing well. Doing great. You can, wa- you can listen to Jeff Lewis Live on Sirius XM Channel 102, Radio Andy, Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific. 
Um, and then if you wanted to reach me for any kind of design work, you could always DM me at Megan Catalina. And that's it. You have been great. Thank you for entertaining all of my flipping out questions. You got it. That was fun. You're amazing. Tell Jeff I said hello. I shall. I'll be listening and we will keep in touch. I really appreciate you taking your time. You got it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Megan. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.